the John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. Thank you, Aaron. By the way, you're writing to us. That's good and good for you. Teeny tiny lady over there is going to choose the letter of the day. You can write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Come on in through the um, Makushu Casino Resort. Text line one 973 5476 some show i think it's called it's on the hill it's these two some guy and a gal and they talk politics and they said they're diving into the news i was like look at that somebody's picking up on it sherry my annoying diving into the news thing it is uh catching on yes it is by the way it is a um national uh uh compliment day you're supposed to take the time to pay somebody a compliment and then another day is late, but it's never too late to be able to just simply recognize somebody. You don't have to know the person or know the person and just sort of say, hey, I appreciate what you do. It's compliment time. We tried this earlier and it didn't work because they didn't answer the phone. So I couldn't do it. But these guys over in Cleo, you hear them on the phone yet, Andrew? Huh? You going to get them? Dial, dial it up now as I'm explaining this. Yeah. These guys over at Rally Tune and Cleelum, because uh, I've got these cars, and they're always so broken down, I can't ever drive into Bucky's because they're too far away. So I always take them over there, and they're always like, yeah, no problem. I just throw the key in the drawer, door, and then I come back like six hours later, and they're like, uh, yeah, we fixed it. I'm like, what do I owe you? Like, eh, pfft, don't worry about it. Because they know, because I have such a volume of lousy cars that it all works out for them. So I thought, well, you know, I talked to Nick. I said, who should we pay a compliment to? It's National Compliment Day. And she said, well, Sherry, of course. So I'm still working on that one, Sherry. And then uh, I thought these guys would, you know, like it. Brandon over there. But again, they're too busy working on other cars. So too bad they missed out. There's a lady at Wendy's, the new Wendy's in Cleelum, who was really nice when I asked for a Frosty. Or there was an extra Frosty there. The person didn't take it, so she gave really? it to me. Brandon. Brandon. Oh. Hey, it's Curly. You're live on the air, Cairo Radio. I just. Oh, what's up? And today's National Compliment Day. And I oh, wanted man. to compliment you because we bring all of our crappy cars in there, and you're nice enough to not talk about how incredibly disgusting they are on in the inside. And oh, come on. They're not that bad. Compared to others? Oh, not even close. Okay, good. Well, that says a lot about my neighbors. But I wanted to call and compliment <laughs> I wanted to just call and compliment you because I just throw the keys in the drawer in the door. I never say it what we're there for. And then you call us back like six hours later or 24 hours later and say, we, you fixed it. So... This is my compliment to you on National Compliment Day. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, we've, I'll be bringing in the Xterra soon because that window is still not down or still Ooh. broken. Yeah, and I've, I have to drive with a great big tarp wrapped around me. Oh, my gosh. I thought you gave that, son, that one to your kid. Are you making him drive it with the window no, open? No, he refused to take it. He says it was too embarrassing <laughs> and it just looks like crap and he doesn't want to drive it around. Cause oh, Carl, come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you know that's your fault because you let him learn to drive a manual with the Porsche. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, why did he fix that one, too? All right. Get, get back to helping other people. This is my compliment to you. Thank you very much for outstanding customer service and dealing with all our crap all the time. No problem at all. All right. No problem. Talk to we'll you later. See you next time, John. Thanks. Yep. See you soon. There he goes. Down the door. There you go. See that sure just like that. Yeah, that's nice. He uh, he appreciated it. And speaking of people giving compliments, I didn't realize that. Um, did you ever read? Did you ever see the um, uh, tipsy Jason that writes us every single day? Did you ever read anything from him? Uh, I mean, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I read the text messages. Yeah. And they're long. Well, I. I 
I don't remember. He sends Jason them to the Facebook message. They come to oh, Facebook okay. message. Gotcha. Okay. He he okay. listens to the show every single day, every single night. Listens to the podcast, and then he gives us a rolling commentary the entire time. And we never ever get this from him, but it was nice. I guess this is a compliment of some sort. Do you have the audio from him? Yeah, it's right in there. It's a drunk gratitude. Um, don't see it. Oh boy. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I guess it's one thirty a.m. <laughs> that was a funny little. Uh... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the review of our show, I think Sherry. the greeting is what he was commenting um, on. My name is Jason. I know you, Jason. Formerly known as Tipsy. Tip- oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, currently known as Tipsy. Sorry. So, so. Formerly. <laughs> um, wanted to thank you guys for hey. all the laughs and stuff like that. See? Um, 2021, you guys got me through a lot of things. You actually helped my mom laugh, too, by the way. And we were all in the hospital at some point during 2021, which sucked. And, um, I don't know. I guess that's about it. I don't know. I write into your Facebook thingy, my dear. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's Here's the kind of the crazy thing about radio or anything where you're broadcasting and you don't know. You don't really realize, well, Jason, but other people, you don't really realize like the effect you can have on somebody's life, whether you're like part of their life. This is sort of a sad story, but I'll just keep it brief because I don't want to bring everybody down. I I was, this is probably going back, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. This woman comes up to me, I forget where I was. And she said, "I, you're you're the guy from Evie Magazine." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "You know, I, I, I should tell a story. <clears throat> you're gonna cry. No, I won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. No." She said, "I watched your show every day from seven to seven thirty, and when my son died, he killed himself." I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." She goes, "Let me finish this one." She goes, "You that you were like the highlight of my day." Because you were always in a great mood. And I knew just for like a half an hour, I would not have to think about other things that I had to deal with. And I just want to thank you for like 10 years. You were always there. And you're thinking, man, it's so strange. Because, you know, you do the show, you probably get in the car, drive, get in turn on the microphone, have to deal with Joe and stuff. But you never really know, like all of a sudden, like how you're part of somebody's life in some sort of a way. So for her... That 20 minutes, 22 minutes show with the commercials out of it or whatever else, it was, this, it was sort of a bit of a solace for her. It's no really reflection on me. It was just simply you don't know how you come into somebody's life. Jason, who writes every single day, I try to write him back. He writes so much, Sherry. But there is an obligation and there's a relationship that develops between you and the listener, the person in the car that hopefully you're making laugh or think about something. And that's kind of the responsibility that you have. Even if you're having a bad day, you still have to come in and, you know, quote unquote, put on a show. Right? You with me? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, you have to do that. And I think for people that um, listen to the radio, especially, that's it's such a companion for them. And they get to know who you are. And I think they consider it to be a, a, a you to be a friend mm-hmm. and that they, they want to they want to have you come along on the ride home or wherever they're going or Mm -hmm. something like that. You know, that's the whole thing about the power of radio is that it's, it is theater of the mind. You don't really always know now, now you do, but way back when you didn't know what people looked like, you didn't know what they were, uh, what their lives were like. Cause, cause there wasn't as much sharing of that back, Mm -hmm. back in the day. But yeah, no, I think it's, I, I think it's very powerful. 
And it's it's a big responsibility, too, because if people really are relying on you, you, you have to keep it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't I don't get that. I don't either. But that does lead me into a job I'd like to hire you for. Now, I realize that it, this it's difficult for me because if I know you. You're my friend. I've known you for a long time. I think you're very, very talented as a voice actress. But I'm, I haven't made a commitment yet because it could be you or somebody else. But I need a female voice to play the part of Bessie, the talking beer cow, that is going to be at White Barn Retreats for all of our weddings. So here's the way it's going to work. I can't get the tubes to go into Bessie and then get the get the tap to be where her horn is. And it was just way too complicated. When they told me you have to take the tubes out and clean them all the time, I thought it's going to be too hard, too difficult. So there's going to be Bessie, the talking beer cow, is going to be placed. She's a life-size cow. She's next to a uh, kegerator, which is looks like an old wine barrel. So it's a wine barrel there. And then Bessie, the talking beer cow. There's a small device that's going to be implanted in Bessie's chest. So every time the laser is broken, Bessie will speak. She'll have 20 minutes worth of dialogue that will be randomly fired off every time somebody breaks the laser. And then as they're walking up to get beer from the the, the kegerator, Bessie will speak. So I have written down just a couple of things I need you to say. You would just play the part of Bessie the Beer Cow and just give us a couple of different voices and just see how it goes. Did you get the uh, the um, three of them that I sent to you? I did, yes. Okay. Um, I got four, actually. Okay, good. So um, let's give this a shot. So, Sherry, if you have any questions at all or just want to give us a couple of different voices and just if I could give you some idea about Bessie. She's a full life-size cow. She's black and white. She's got horns, and she's a little. Well, just give give us a couple of the readings. Okay, go ahead, try it. Okay. The groom sure is handsome. I wouldn't mind chewing his cud. <laughs> okay, good. Um, uh, all right. Do you want a different voice? I know. I like. I like the old. That's good. So it's an old cow. That's just. Really kind of horny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Keep going. Next one. You want it in that voice? No, no. What voice? you just did, that was really nice. But just even a little kind of, if you want, just sort of play with maybe kind of a, like a, <laughs> like a weird kind of laugh that make everybody feel a little uncomfortable. But just okay. you do your next one. Okay. Hey, hey, enjoy the beer. Would you mind sending that cut? Oh, you said cut. It's cute. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Hey, hey, enjoy the beer. Would you mind sending that cute best man over here? I'm utterly mad cow about him. <laughs> okay, good, good. Next one. Okay. Whoa there, cowboy. How can a cutie like you not have a girlfriend? Have a few more beers and then come back and milk me. <laughs> good. I think you're, uh, hold on a second. Just uh, hold on a second, Sherry. Sure, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Hey, Sherry, could you do it on one more, just a little, we like, just make her kind of a little bit younger. She sounds like she's on her last leg. Oh, okay. Pick, sure thing. Pick it up from the last one you want, there. You want yeah. it younger? Just a little younger, but just okay. as gross, sort of horny. Yeah. Okay. Hey, handsome, how do you like your meat? I'm very raw and tender. Is that too young? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she sounds like a bird now. Okay. okay um, right. thank, thank you, Sherry. Uh, we'll uh, let you know how it goes, okay? But thanks for well, coming in. 
Yeah, no, no, no problem. Uh, would you like me to do that last one in a slightly younger but not that young voice? Uh, yeah, do it young. Yeah, not as young and, and even more randy. Okay. Hey, Ansem, how do you like your meat? I'm very raw and tender. Okay, great. Thank you, Sherry. That's great. Thanks okay. for your help. Okay. All right. Here's the question. If if you were at a wedding and you saw a life-size cow there saying slightly inappropriate kind of dirty things, would you think that was, like, fun? And would you send other people over to the cow to be possibly insulted or offended? Am, uh, I, well, am, is this, is, am I heading down the right direction with this thing? Or do you think it's be like people like, uh, yeah, we want our money back or you insulted the mother-in-law? Because the thing is, the cow is not going to know who's standing in front of it. I have a feeling if people are willing to go get beer from a cow that um, they're, not, <laughs> they're not so highfalutin that they uh, are going to be insulted by the cow. I think it's added value. If they want the cow, they can have the cow. If not, you can put them in the barn or something. But it's you, a nice I, surprise. I think everybody's going to love it. Yeah. Okay, good. So what I would do is I would get stuff like the bride and the groom or whatever would tell me about certain people that are there, inside information that only they would know. So then the cow would be saying stuff like that to the people that are walking by, and they'd be like, oh, my God, the cow's over there ripping on Tommy. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. Good. Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate that. I feel better. That was a compliment day. Good luck with your project. Thank you. As I would always say at the end of any audition. Good luck (laughs) with your project. Yes. Uh, Finally, there's a guy who's getting his brain operated on. And while he's having his brain operated on, the neurologist needs to make sure that they're not touching any sort of part of the brain that could affect the guy. So when they're doing these operations, it's amazing. They got the guy's head open and they're in there. And, you know, if you just go slightly one millimeter to the left or right, you could really affect the person. So this particular team of neurologists are working on this guy and he's there and they've asked him to play the guitar while operating on him um, to make sure they're not touching anything that's sort of shutting down any one of the functions of the brain. It's an unusually interesting sight. Christian Nolan is playing for an audience, but the ones listening are a team of doctors, nurses, and techs operating on his brain while he's awake. It was just like like out of this world, like to just like wake up and like have people like actively like working inside of your head is a kind of an insane feeling. To end up here, the professional guitar player first noticed an issue after getting knocked around at a show. And I had like lost feeling uh, in my whole left side uh, from the waist up. Like I wasn't able to like move my arm. My face began to drag. And he ended up in the care of Dr. Ricardo Comitar, a neurosurgeon and the director of the brain tumor program at the University of Miami. And that's what Nolan had, a tumor. And Dr. Comitar says he needed an awake craniotomy. These types of tumors, if you don't have the ability to remove the tumor with the patient awake, actually become much more dangerous. Nolan underwent the two-hour procedure, asleep for the beginning, asleep for the end, but awake and on display for some key moments. Having the patient awake and playing guitar while we take out the tumor allows us to be as aggressive as possible, yet still maintain his quality of life and his manual dexterity. Dr. Komatar stressing this brain surgery is made possible by everyone who pulls together to make this safe and successful. The surgeon is only one small part of this entire procedure. It's not possible without amazing neuroanesthesiologists, nurses, techs, 
residents, fellows, yeah. neuro-oncologists, Got radiation it. oncologists. It. It's the it. entire comprehensive okay. brain tumor program that I'm most amazed about. As for Nolan, he's back doing what he loves the most, playing guitar outside of the OR. Being able to like go to the gym and be uh, active again, which is like a big part of my life. Um, it was, it's been very amazing, like the recovery. Nolan says he still has some treatments and therapy to go through. And in case you're wondering, I did ask Christian what yeah. song he was playing there. He said he was attempting at the time a number of songs by the Deftones. Sounded great. By the Deftones, okay. But, but let's see the guy play the tuba. Yeah. I've got yeah, the sax guy you mentioned. Huh? I've got the saxophone guy. You yeah, here's mentioned. the other same sort of thing. The guy's laying down there. They got his head open up and he's playing the sax. <laughs> They hit something and then he. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in there together, like oh, I'm so sick of that. Doesn't he know another song? Uh. Here, hit another part of the brain, like putting a quarter in the jukebox. We can't go through an entire week of broadcasting, Sherry, without having something said about Travis and Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Because you got to talk about Taylor Swift. Right. So on their podcast, New Heights, uh, the brothers discussing the first time Jason's shirtless performance at the uh, Chiefs versus Bills game on Sunday. When Jason's wife warned him to be on his best behavior because he's going to be meeting Taylor Swift. Wait a minute. That was the first time he met Taylor Swift? Was at that game? Oh, that doesn't seem right, but okay. Well, I guess it works for their podcast. So the two brothers are talking about what it was like when it came to uh, the one brother um, being told to be on your best behavior. And I guess his best behavior is to drink a, his body weight in beer and then take off his shirt. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chugging a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. I watched this and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> this is all just a, it looks like a political campaign. Stop. Stop. There's nothing political about this. This is just a man in his elements with his Bill's Mafia compadres <laughs> enjoying the dead of winter. That's what this is. I wish I would have stayed out there longer to actually get my nipples hard enough. Your thermostats couldn't gauge how cold it was yet. My thermostats didn't regulate to the temperature. <laughs> There was not enough cameras on the suite where you could see Kylie, though. I wanted to see her reaction to all of this so bad. I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey, it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep at the bar. <laughs> This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. This bro is laughing that hard at that joke. Well, and laughing that hard at the shirt off. I mean, okay, he took his shirt off. Okay. Right. People think it's like, like, like that. Yeah. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I, I could just build Set from that, that point. Nice oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> just, I'm such a skeptic of so brother show. Who are those two black guys, the brothers that do that show, the podcast? They're hilarious. I forget the name of the show, but they're just so funny. I think they're twins. I'm talking about Aaron. You ever see him, Andrew? These two guys. It, that that is. It, I could see, and then click and clack that where they tap at brothers. Those guys would make each other laugh. There's something unique about doing stuff with your brother. This just feels a little forced to me. No, oh, come on. Oh, huh? Take off your sherry hat. No, Jamal. no. Listen. <laughs> said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey, just letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f- stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep <laughs> at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best. Ch- no, so you know sorry, no, no, oh, come on, come on. Unbelievable. Thank you, Andrew. Well, athletes tend to like over laugh at stuff. Ooh, wow. You know? That's <laughs> a hot take, Sherry. <laughs> you know, I mean, they all, they're like, slap, ha, 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 you know, or somebody says something at a press conference, which is marginally funny, and the whole baby is like, ah. Well, they do that about coaches or something, because it's like the yeah. coach says something, and everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, that's funny, I mean, Right. And presidents get a lot of that sort of, you know, yeah. uh, charity laughs as well. You know, guys, a professional comedian gets up there. They won't give him a, you know, anything. Give him the stink eye the whole time. But if somebody even gets slightly a fun, slight funny joke because they're they don't expect him to say something funny, so then oh, oh, oh that's so crazy funny. The Hodge <laughs> twins, by the way, is that something? that's it is. Yeah, the Hodge it. twins, yeah. hilarious. By the way, highly recommended. Those guys are amazing. The uh, who found them? Andrew found those guys. Ah, uh, some texters. Yeah, okay. texters. Yeah, Third, and, and Nate knows about them as well. Sure, I recommend that you get those guys. So then Nate, so then <laughs> Joe writes down there, uh, embarrassing thing in front of your spouse. The thing about Nick is always like, don't do this. And she knows if she tells me not to do it, that I'm going to do it because I just don't like being told what to do. Like push-ups in the airport? Anyway, push-ups in the airport, air squats in the airport. Because I'm always like, look, I always try to rationalize it. I'm like, look, let me explain this to you. We're going to get on this flight for like eight hours. I always feel like I'm sitting on the flight and I'm getting weak and fat and slow and stuff. So I always like to knock out 50 push-ups from wherever I am. And I do that all the time. She's like, please, 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 please don't do it. Please don't do it. I said, let me explain something to you. Who cares? I mean, really, who cares? We're never going to see these people again. It doesn't matter. Just let me just do this. I'm not showing off. I'll go way over here to this other part of the airport. I just want to do the push-ups because I just want to do them. But no, please don't. Please. People are going to associate you. And I said, Again, if anything, you give somebody, give people something to talk about. It gives them a story. As in the airport, they see this guy's doing push-ups. And, you know, give something, something to do. But, like, don't tell me not to do it because then immediately I'm going to do it. That's kind of like the teenager in you. When your parent says, hey, stop dribbling the basketball, you have to dribble it three more times. You just have to. So whenever someone says, don't do it, that's when you do it. So the reverse psychology would be, hey, I want you to go do push-ups. You'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. So you didn't work the other way, Sherry. See you the other way. Right. No, I, 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 I think doing push-ups in the airport isn't – that's not that weird. I it, mean, you, you get it because you're going to be on a plane and maybe you just want to move your blood around a little bit. But I think it's – yeah, I don't think that's that weird. I mean, there's other things, though, 
that guys do. I mean, like this guy here saying, oh, I warned her. I wasn't asking her permission. I was just going to do it. So he knew the whole time his big plan was to uh, rip off his shirt and uh, make a spectacle of himself. He had that from the beginning. Right. See, you're such a rule follower. You would never do anything to draw any attention to yourself. I'm not that, not, that doesn't make me a rule follower. That just makes me self-conscious. Like, I don't want, why would I want to do something embarrassing? I just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to call attention to myself. Okay. Does Trevor do anything that embarrasses you? Oh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> yes, of course. With his West Point buddies and those guys. Yeah, a lot. I can't wait for you to come out here so that you and I can go do karaoke together. <laughs> okay. You're going to come yeah. up on stage with me. Okay. Oh, but that's your song. Nobody can get in on that. <laughs> but you're going to have a big thing in your stomach like a pillow. Oh, I can do that. Sure. I'll walk around. See that pregnant walk. It's best part. I can see it. Face is glowing. I can see it in your eyes. I'm happy you know it. And then I'm going to be like dancing around your big belly. Yeah. But there's a part for you in there too. You're the woman I love. I'll be like holding my back like women do when they're pregnant and they walk around. (laughs) And then rubbing it all the time. A lot of rubbing. Yeah. That's a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is your part. I'm a woman in love and I love what it's doing to me. That's your part, Sherry. Okay. I sang this on stage with Ursula like about seven years ago at Triple Door. It was an awkward moment, wasn't it, Andrew? Oh, God. It was awkward. It was awkward when we did it on the air. It was just, it's, it always, was, awkward. it's been always awkward. It's always. <laughs> always awkward. Yeah. Why? Ursula's got a beautiful voice. Oh, she does. But just the words themselves and just generally oh. sing that song and then the part about the something inside you. Growing. <laughs> yeah. And Ursula was such a good sport, she played it completely straight. You did it. You did one we posted on our Instagram where I think it was Charlie in the crowd. Oh, God. And yeah, I- humiliating the kids <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, that's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that song will fly by uh, without a breeze at the Little Red Hand in Green Lake. Really? Pretty sure. I could do that one? Oh, yeah. That's a cowboy crowd. <sighs> I'm in, baby. Oh, I'm looking for a I don't know about that. Oh, I'll come on now, that. Sherry. Come on. Tell me <laughs> well, how to do it. <laughs> Going to be doing okay. push-ups on top of you on stage. That's fine. I I don't. I'm I'm, I'm good with anything. Thank you, Peter Gaslong, and John Trilly. It's Sherry Ellinger show. Until seven. It's always weird we do the letters now. But why the letters now and then till seven? Don't look too closely, right, Sherry? Oh, it's such a great oh. question. That's I ask myself that every oh, day. That's right. Don't overthink it. No way. Here comes the mailman now. Come on, mailman. Get on in here. Get on in here, mailman. I'm the mailman. There he is, Sherry. See, I'm the Hi, mailman. Don't nobody yeah. mess with me. I'm the mailman. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. Right to your door. I just wanted to say thank you for being on the radio. Okay. Okay. Um, Compliments. This is from Rachel C. You guys look great today. Did you coordinate your outfits? Uh, We do talk. 
Um, and she lets Sherry lets me go through her closet. We do it on FaceTime. So, uh, yeah, this one worked yeah, out well today. Sometimes borrow each other's clothes. That's right. Here's another compliment for you. I just want to commend you gentlemen for the job that you're doing for keeping us informed. Very nice. Hee Hall Aaron says, Andrew, uh, thank you so much for doing a good job. Love the fart sounds. Joe Mama, thank you. This is a compliment day. Thank you so much for everything you do and keeping it all together. And Sherry, <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for the wonderful job of laughing at John's jokes. And John, just thanks. Thank you. Hee Haw Aaron. Uh, here are the randos. 206, the word solid will never be the same again. Okay. I don't know what this, what, what, huh? Andrew, huh? It's a solid choice. Yeah. It's a solid choice. Uh, is it sa- sassy? Sassy. Sassy yeah. in the 425. John, it is National Peanut Butter Day. And Andrew in the 509 says, Sherry, did Trevor and his buddies do Top Gun? Uh, you lost that loving feeling bit for you. <laughs> it's good. Like in the bar. Did they ever do that for you, those guys, when you were in there and they singing along to you? Huh? Uh, no, never, never happened. But I'll, I'll put in a request. Um, cryogenically freezing our corpses. Stan <laughs> gives a new meaning to brain freeze. Thank you. And two oh six. With my luck, I probably die of natural causes the day they brought me back. <laughs> Tom and Bothell says, <laughs> "What if you come back and your children are older than you? That'd be weird." Just, uh, so much to think about when it comes to this. Vonnie in the two oh six. The ones who opted to be cryogenically frozen till a later date went to a place in Arizona. Wouldn't it make more sense to opt to establish a colder climate, especially when they had a power outage? Uh, you you could don't run the risk of being defrosted. These these yeah. are all good points, but that's where you go to be frozen. Uh, well, there's a facility now in Michigan, okay, so good. he's he's pretty smart, Thomas. Um, or that was Vani. Uh, the Chicago <laughs> Rat Hole, Rachel C. If it is, in fact, a squirrel, they could call it the squished squirrel site. That's good. Alliteration, Rachel. Well done. And good fellows, the rat hole is almost as disgusting as Seattle's gum wall. I I, I, I have to disagree. I think um, the professor has nothing gross about the rat hole. And as long as you don't, like, lick the gum wall and just look at it, it is pretty remarkable. I agree. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Sherry? Uh, 206 says, uh, John, stop picking on Sherry. Okay. <laughs> Andrew 509, it makes me sad when mom and dad fight. When did we fight, Sherry? Oh, I Over the the pet thing. No, it was over you uh, not wanting to visit the rat hole if you were oh, in Chicago okay. together. Yeah. So I guess there were several. Yeah. Okay. Lots, of, lots of fights. Uh, that's nonsense. That's uh, nonsense on the stick. Yeah, Sherry. Uh, Carrie Lake, Mike in the 360 says, Carrie Lake and Sherry sound identical. We do. I was just waiting for the Taste of the Biscuit song to break out. Sherry, it's time to start researching Carrie Lake-isms. Yes. So you can do the spot-on impersonation. By the way, you guys always find a way to put me in a good mood. The juicy farts are just the cherry on the throat. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time Thank for the you, of the day. I did notice you do sound like Carrie Lake. We could do a back-and-forth comparison maybe tomorrow on that one. All right. Thank you, Teeny. Well done. Well done. Take the rest of the day off. Sherry? Okay. Uh, this is from John in the 360 on Sherry being cryogenically frozen. A frozen Sherry would be dug up thousands of years from now. Anthropology would never be the same after. Researchers would determine that long, long ago, females were very small. 
but had giant, enormous hands. Bing Mysterious sightings and handprints being plaster casted. And thus, the legend of Big Hand was born. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Bum, pshin, pum. God. All right. Thank you. Nate's got, like, Nick is waving at us saying, hey, let's do traffic. <laughs> That's all she wrote. All right, we'll do that. Let's do another hour, though, Sherry. You ready? Okay, I'm right. ready. Hands down, you're she the best. Here we go. Here's Nate, the big up on the traffic. My front